It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Some of you across the state are waking up to a little bit of snow this morning. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Hang on, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Today's show is sponsored by Dissolving Underwear. Because who wants to wear wet undies anyway? Okay, that's just disturbing. All right, so we have a lot to cover this morning. I think the first story that I have is really going to make you happy. I heard about this on Friday, but I got more details. But hang on, let's talk about the weather real quick here. So when I get up where I am, there's, you know, a nice little blanket of snow. And at the time, since I get up really early, nothing had been plowed yet, although they've been working on it, you know, since then, the powers that be. But depending on where you are, you did or did not get some, and how much you got depends on. And that's going to continue. I was listening to Don Day's podcast before I got on the air, and it shows that, yeah, this much they know for sure. Things will be gradually getting colder over the next few days. I mean, really cold. And it'll be off and on little light snow showers. Don't expect any big storm to move in and dump on you. But there will be these off and on little showers that add up to a whole lot over time. Which is good because we have to start working on that snowpack up in the mountains, which is vitally important out here. So... That's the latest. Don Day's extended forecast is at 645. At 745, I talked to him live on the air. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. By the way, real quick, side note, as we're getting all of this snow, that ridiculously large television that they put in the studio next to me here, one of the main stories they have up there is, so I keep a news channel on it, that runs all sorts of different news at the same time, just whatever's going on. And, of course, you may have been watching a big nor'easter, a lot of snow covering a good part of the country. Remember, as of 2000, snow was supposed to be a thing of the past. Remember that? That was a prediction by the cult of climate change by 2000. Snow was supposed to be a thing of the past. It would be such a rare event, you would have to explain it to your kids. So over most of the country, most of the country is getting snow this week. Has been and will get. So everybody in the country that got snow, which is most of the country, rush your kids outside, pick up a big snowball, hit them in the face with it, then explain to them what that was. Because apparently they don't know. All right, now here's the good news. Yeah, uh, Friday, I was... As I was concluding the show, I was asked by Secretary of State Chuck Gray if he could come on the program. He's going to be on later this morning. In fact, let me go ahead and check. Notes from Miss Mary. 
which, by the way, sounds like a great title for a novel, Notes from Miss Mary. Might have to think about that. Okay, so it looks like he's coming on, yep, at uh, 7.20 this morning. Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray will be on with me because Donald Trump will be on the Wyoming ballot. The case was dismissed. Now, why the case was dismissed is I look at it and go, okay, Judge, I would have come up with a slightly different reason, but it works. story I have in front of me, Trump's going to be on the ballot in Albany County. Wyoming judge dismissed the effort to remove Trump from the ballot in Wyoming, citing Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Now, again, Chuck Gray told me about this on Friday, but I thought, well, let it go and let the story build a little bit as we get all the details, and then I'll go ahead and do a write-up, which I have up today. I'm going to wake up Wyoming side. So the judge dismissed the case on Friday. Word of that dismissal, again, came to me on Friday, and then Fox News covered it over the weekend. So the complaint tried to, to get him off the ballot for the primary, tried to use Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, and then it, I have in the story what exactly that says. But neither Donald Trump and also the the guy in is a retired lawyer from Laramie also mentioned Cynthia Lummis in the suit. He wants both of them because of insurrection to not appear on the ballot. Both will appear on your ballot. Here's really the reason why they have never been formally charged with insurrection. They have never been arrested for it. And because the first two never happened, they've never been found guilty in a court of law. So Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray said that, that the lawsuit was repugnant. He said, I'm extremely pleased with the judge's decision. Again, Chuck Gray will be on at 720 this morning. And Cynthia Lummis had a, um, a similar uh, statement. But the reason why, though that the judge cites really didn't have anything to do with that. Uh, Basically, the judge said he's going to remain on the ballot because he's really not even on the ballot yet. This whole thing was premature. Who's actually going to be on the ballot right now for the primaries hasn't even been decided. So this guy's trying to do this prematurely and it's too soon. And I'm looking at this thinking, judge, I got a better idea. Let's go back and, again, look at what I just read a moment ago, which are actually my own words in the story. But, okay, neither Donald Trump or Cynthia Lummis have ever been formally charged with insurrection. There's no charge of insurrection. All right. So if they haven't been charged with it, they're not guilty of it. Because they were never charged of it, they were never arrested for it. Well, if they haven't been charged and haven't been arrested, then there hasn't been a court case to find them guilty. Therefore, they remain on the ballot. It's just absolutely that simple. So with the judge's ruling, I was kind of scratching my head going, well, okay, judge. I mean, what you said works. The whole thing is premature because the the ballots have not even been decided as to who's going to be on it yet if Trump is even going to be or anybody's going to be on it yet we haven't done that here in the state of Wyoming so uh, until that's done you can't but I still like the idea and for, for the Colorado and I hope this happens in the Supreme Court a lot of times court cases 
the conclusions of them to me are from some of the most unusual reasons when in my mind it was really clear cut like go, go to another one with Obamacare there were court cases to shut down Obamacare and some cases did shut down parts of Obamacare but what I would have said was look to the Supreme Court of the United States the Supreme the, Obama and his administration the Democrats came along and canceled my insurance without my permission. Now, these are contracts that I wrote in good faith with some companies. And then they ordered me to buy something. And that, uh, boy, uh, talk about something that should never happen in America. Government should not be allowed to go along and cancel a perfectly good contract without your permission if you signed it. That's step one. And two, government should never be allowed to order you to buy something that you don't want. Now, some people will say... Well, they order us to buy car insurance. Yes, if you drive a car, but not everybody does. You'd be surprised how many people don't drive cars. So only if you're driving on government roads do you have to have car insurance. See how that works. So, yeah, sometimes cases are decided for the strangest reasons. Well, in, in this case, anyway, it still worked out in our favor. So 6.15 is the time. Woke Radio, W-O-K. Time to get up, everybody, and go to work. <laughs> you know you don't have anywhere to go, so let's play some soft, easy favorites that'll help you sleep in until noon. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Give me a moment here. I'm just sending a uh, fun little message to Don Day of Dayweather here and saying it uh, uh, for some reason the messenger is screwing up on me here but what it is is a picture of the U.S. Weather Bureau a couple of guys it's an old picture and to predict the weather the two guys are using a Ouija board <laughs> there you go U.S. Weather Bureau weather briefing service and then there's two oh they have a Ouija board and they have a magic eight ball. <laughs> so, there, yeah, I just sent that to Don Day. I'm sure I'll get a reaction to that. All right, now, story that we have this morning on the Wake Up Wyoming site, which I think is a, a pretty good story. Now, this is not always enforced, just so you know, but How to Make the Town of Jackson, Wyoming Mad is the title. It's a small piece of information. Just keep this in mind. When you go there, you're not supposed to idle your car. Now, this morning... On a rare case, I had to stop somewhere on my way to work and pick up something. Usually I don't, but I made a stop. When I did, I got out and there was a, a smaller plow truck, not one of the big city ones, but it's a still pretty good sized plow truck. And it was, and it's got the plow, it's got the dirt in the back and all that kind of stuff. But I can tell, I'm looking at it going, well, that's not a city truck though. That's somebody's private company. But the truck was idling while the guy was in the store getting some coffee. So, yeah, I stopped at a convenience store on the way in, right? And I looked at that and thought, well, I guess it's that time of year we're going to see more of this. A vehicle is just sitting there idling while somebody runs in real quick. Now, my thought is always as long as you can lock your door and leave it running and go inside, that's fine. Because if you can't lock your door, you run the risk of your vehicle getting ripped off. And I've seen that happen twice in my life. People just taking off with a vehicle that was left idling. Don't ever do that unless you can lock it. Well, 
Northwestern Wyoming town of Jackson is idle free and has been since 2010, says the story. So if you have that feature, you're in the good graces of Jackson. If you're like me, you're probably not too happy when you visit. So in 2010, the town of Jackson passed a resolution, and the resolution was passed 10 to 19, which encourages citizens. Now it says encourages, which means they don't always enforce this, to limit unnecessary vehicle idling in public. Other vehicle uh, groups, uh, doctors, things like that. These are certain citizens where they say, you know, you might have to. But the resolution was passed at a public meeting. Jackson now joins numerous other cities in almost every state that have resolutions or binding ordinances that address what they say is unnecessary idling. So then here again is where they don't necessarily enforce it all the time. It'd be very rare if they did. Yellowstone Teton cities proud to support, they say, town of Jackson to adopt. Uh, we hope you join the effort. Please let us know if you'd like to be part of educating the community. So you see, I mean, this is a resolution to encourage people is really what it is. There's very few places that actually have this kind of an ordinance where it's enforced anywhere. Now, for you folks in Cheyenne, you'll have to tell me. I knew Cheyenne had that ordinance for a while, but I don't think they were enforcing it. I can't remember if Cheyenne took it off the books or not. Now, of course, oh, there, I got my reaction from Don Day. He thought that the uh, cartoon, uh, well, it's not a cartoon. It's the uh, picture of the National Weather Bureau, old picture. And these guys are using a Ouija board and have a magic eight ball. And he just laughed at it. So he said, that will be me this week. He just sent me this. That will be this week, me this week, but no Ouija board. Okay, I'm going to type him back that uh, I just told everybody you said that okay good so now he knows i'm communicating with <laughs> all right let's go to nick somewhere ish about engine idling hello nick but you in i'm so, sorry back Is in that... rock springs yes i did get a ticket oh you did okay or unintended vehicle with engine running aha uh-huh. when was this again? i did get one of those when was this unintended vehicle uh, when was it? Uh, about 17 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Because I am aware of some communities that had that, and then they eventually took it off the books. So I'd be interested to know if they're still doing it now. Then, then uh, uh, years before that, I remember Laramie trying to pass the law off and on that you were yeah. not allowed to idle your engine, uh, your vehicle, anywhere on your street or even on your property. Right. If you're in your driveway and you're trying to, like I did this morning, I, I let my vehicle idle and warm up while I was uh, getting ready to go to work, which didn't take too long. But still, some towns have ordinances against that. Yeah, and it's yeah, that didn't fly very well. Other than yeah. the one thing was is if you didn't have four wheel drive, don't drive or they will give you a ticket. So right. your vehicle won't have found it. What am I supposed to do if the when the temperatures get into the negative numbers and I want that sucker to warm up a little bit before I go? Yeah, so all right, I'd be interested. Um, to get see. a mannequin, yes. and stick it in the passenger seat, <laughs> driver's seat, and that way it looks like someone's there. Absolutely works for me. All right, thanks for calling this morning. I appreciate. It. Well, I'd like to know if you're in a town that has such an ordinance, and are they actually enforcing it? I don't know. I have a little bit more on this, which I'll go ahead and read next. But first, we got some local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. 
Then you and I go rolling back into it again. Uh, you can do what he just did. He had the number on speed dial, I guess. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Cyberpoke and Laramie. I'll uh, respond to you on the air right after that news and information break. Some of you did get snow last night. Just be aware of that. It's kind of slick out there this morning. Wasn't a heavy amount of snow anywhere except maybe up in the mountains. But still, uh, clearing, they're working on it. Anyways, wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If you're just joining me, so Donald Trump remains on the ballot for the primary. The case was dismissed in the state of Wyoming, which is pretty much a sure thing that it was going to be. Also, Cynthia Lummis will remain on the ballot as well. So here's from Cyberpoke and Laramie just to question. There are people currently claiming that a specific political party is trying to kill democracy in this country. But yet they are they're individuals attempting to remove candidates from several state ballots based on a perceived threat without a conviction or even a formal criminal charge. Would it be those people and political party are actually doing what they're accusing others of doing? And the answer is yes, but they refuse to see it that way. They absolutely refuse to see it that way. Even if you do point out, but you know that uh, Trump was never convicted of anything. He was never charged with insurrection. He was never arrested for it. He was never convicted for it. Therefore, no insurrection. But they refused to see it that way, so they're going ahead with it anyway. But you Republicans are guilty of it anyway. So, yeah, pot, kettle, one call on the other black. Back to the idling thing. So, I haven't heard, we just had a... Uh, call, what did you say? It was Rock Springs. Nick called in. It was about 17 years ago. He got a ticket for leaving his vehicle idling. Now, there are some places that have uh, vehicle idling ordinances. And it's mostly because if a vehicle is left idling, it can be stolen. Now, with more modern cars, not necessarily. You can turn the car on from inside and let it idle and nobody can steal your car because it's locked up. More uh, older cars, if your car is idling, you probably have the door open. Yeah, because your key is in it and you didn't lock the doors with your key in it, right? I don't worry so much about my vehicle. It has a millennial anti-theft device. It's a stick shift. So not many people know how to. But I do know that I, you know, like this morning, there's snow all over my car. It was, I think, like 11 degrees when I got up. Of course, I started my car. And it takes me very little time to get ready to go. But while I'm getting ready inside, the car outside is idling. Now, I did. This was some time ago. I thought it was hysterical. A few years back, somebody tried to put up a, a news story that a lot of news organizations picked up, once again, without fact-checking it. 
You don't need to idle your car. Why, there's no good reason to idle your car to let it warm up. You don't need to warm up. That was mainly the point of it. You don't need to warm up your car. Well, I do know that I have to. Not only is it easier to remove ice and warms up the vehicle, you know, and they even tried making the point, well, your car will warm up uh, you know, as you're heading down the road. Really? Because by the time I get to work, my car hasn't even begun to warm up yet. But also, it is important to get the fluids in there going, especially when we get sub-zero temperatures. I've had windows fog up when I first start the vehicle, so it's a good idea to let it sit for a while so the heat gets going. There's all sorts of good reasons to do that. I haven't heard that don't idle your vehicle or don't warm up your vehicle in quite a while. But there was a push a few years back. Yeah, I don't think it worked. All right, now, from uh, Teton County, Wyoming... They, there's this little sticker they put out there, a little flyer. Stop idling and start saving. Save money, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and improve air quality. Idling for more than 10 seconds uses more fuel than start restarting your car. Driving your car warms it up faster than idling. Restarting your car is less harmful to your vehicle than idling. Idling your car wastes about 0.3 an hour and big truck about a gallon an hour. Each gallon of fuel burned emits about 20 pounds of carbon dioxide. That's okay. CO2 is a good thing. So it's good that we pump that into the atmosphere. Engine exhaust contains more than 40 pollutants worse than, you know, and causes allergies and so on. All right. So this is why uh, they're doing it and they're trying to convince people not to do it. And my answer, this is a story that we have if you're just joining me on the Wake Up Wyoming site. That uh, Jackson, Wyoming is trying to encourage people, although I don't know that they've ever had a ticket, but don't leave your vehicle idling. Well, again, warming up your vehicle is a good thing, especially we got some cold temperature. Man, do we have some cold temperatures come? You're about to hear Don Day's extended forecast. Man, do we have some cold temperatures coming. And for those that get up and, you know, not just single digits, but sometimes below zero to go somewhere. It's a good idea to start your vehicle and let it sit for a moment and just idle along. Now, I've never been one of those when I when I have driven across town to go somewhere. If I'm going to get out of my car and go into a store and come back out, I don't leave it idling. I shut it down. But I'm only going to be inside for a few minutes. So it'll be fine. But I will start my vehicle and let it sit in the driveway and warm up a bit for good reasons before I drive. All right. You truck drivers, maybe something different. Uh, big wave in Casper. Do I want people warming their cars in their driveway for 15, 20 minutes or driving with uh, frosted over icy windshields with no visibility? Pretty much a no-brainer, 100% safety issue. You're right. Let's wake up my own. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. 6.48 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Right now the icebox is actually warmer than outside. Um, Not by much. Not by much. Okay. No. Well, okay. well it's at least a little bit of relief, right? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So I had a problem this morning. Maybe you can help me solve it. I doubt it, but I'll give it a try. So this morning I did a rare thing. I just stopped and grabbed one of those little breakfast sandwiches. You know, it's like an Egg McMuffin, but the kind you pick up at a convenience store or right, microwave. Yeah, it's, it's in a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you microwave it yeah, a little yeah, bit, warm yeah. it up. Problem is the American cheese on top makes it impossible. Every time I go to bite into it, everything in the middle 
wants to squeeze out the side. Okay. You ever experienced this with the cheese? With the cheese, yes. Yeah, so, so the cheese causes the meat and egg in the middle to want to squish out the side, so I can't get any of it because the cheese is too slippery. Okay, and just eat it piece by piece. And just real, but Start at the top and just yeah. take off the bread and the muffin okay. and just yeah. move, move all the way I'm down. thinking probably the best thing to do is to not microwave it because if I don't microwave it, then the cheese stays hard. I mean, I know it's a cold sandwich, but the cheese stays hard, and now it's not slick like oil and making everything slide out when I bite them. However, if you don't microwave it, it'll be like hard. Yeah. It's just kind of hard. It doesn't really taste all that good when it's not microwave. Maybe if I just take the cheese off. Well, you you, you could do that. Yes, but then I'm missing out on the uh, artery-clogging cheese, which is delicious. Yes. You have a you have a problem here. I do. See, this is <clears throat> the things that you sit there in the morning thinking about over a cup of coffee going, how do I solve the problem of every time I go to bite down on the sandwich, everything in the middle slides out on the other side and I can't grab it because it's too hot. Maybe maybe you should just cook your own breakfast before you Oh, leave. God, that's work, Frank. I know. I don't want to have to do this. I'm trying to solve your We issues. live in the microwave age. You know, first world problems and all of that. You yeah, throw yeah. it in the microwave and you call that cooking? Well, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the problem? <laughs> People that I know who are real cooks go, that's not cooking. That's warming up. Hey, to bachelors, it's cooking. Absolutely. To the National Football League from yesterday, the season came to an end for the Denver Broncos with a 27-14 road loss to the Las Vegas Raiders to finish 8-9. and Denver's missed the playoffs now eight straight years. They have lost to the Raiders eight straight times in 10 of the last 11 meetings. Denver's offense struggled with quarterback protection as Jarrett Stidham was sacked five times. Really, the Broncos were outplayed all over the field. And what are they going to do with quarterback Russell Wilson next season remains to be seen, as well as general manager George Payton. There's a train wreck over there. Meanwhile, former UW star and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen got his team into the playoffs with a 21-14 win over Miami. At one point, the Bills were 6-6 six and six and looked dead in the water, but have won their last five in a row. Allen was 30 of 38 for 359 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Buffalo is the number two seed in the AFC playoffs and will take on Pittsburgh on Sunday. Cincinnati Bengals with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson did not make the playoffs, even though they beat Cleveland yesterday 31-14. The Bengals were 9-8 and eight this season. Wilson had five tackles in yesterday's game versus the Browns. College football, and the season ends tonight in Houston as Michigan will take on Washington for the national championship. Both teams are 14-0 and on the year. Michigan beat Alabama in the semifinal round, and Washington knocked off Texas. Michigan is a four-and-a-half point favorite in the game. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys were drilled by New Mexico on the road on Saturday. 77-60. Folks were never in the game, and they led for a grand total of a minute and a half. UW sloppy with 23 turnovers. They trailed 39-22 at halftime. They did get 18 points from Sam Griffin, but he also was one of nine from the three-point line and also picked up a technical foul. Loss drops the Cowboys to 8-7 and seven overall, 1-1 one one in Mountain West play, while New Mexico is 1-1 one one in league play, 13-2 overall. The folks will be at Utah State tomorrow in Logan. Wyoming Cowgirls ran right by the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs, 68 50 to get the 3-0 and in Mountain West Plate and 8-6 and overall. Emily Malimo led the way with 17 points on 7-13 from the floor as the team shot 61% from the field. Kyle Gross will host San Diego State and Laramie coming up on Wednesday. And that's it in sports. So I'm hoping now that the temperatures will just continue to drop for quite a while here that all outdoor sports except skiing are done. Yeah, well, 
we, 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 the rest of us still have to get from point A to point B. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, as far as sports goes. Well, yeah. Except I mean, just, for skiing. Yeah, for, for, yeah. Skiing yeah, on the high school level, and that's right. as far as I can remember. I, I ran into some snow Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Between Douglas and Glendale, yeah. like a, like um like grapple. Yeah, well now ask ask Dundee about the grapple. Okay, I will because according to what he was telling me on Friday, we're not going to have one big storm, but there's going to be a lot of little micro storms that add up to one big storm. Just get used to it. It was a big squall. It okay. was. Yeah. Did you pull over? No. Okay. No, you just. Kinda... I, I couldn't see very well. No, but I, but I just kept going. Roads know? in front of you somewhere. Yeah. You'll yeah, figure yeah, it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brent. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Triple A ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time, it's wake up Wyoming. Slick out there for a lot of people across Wyoming. So two things you got to be aware of. One, Don Day will be on at 745 with me to talk about that snow. And more is coming and it's just going to keep getting colder. And he'll explain the whole thing to us at 745. At 720, not far from now, 720 this morning, I'll be talking to Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray. Because in case you hadn't heard Wyoming, that case against taking... Donald Trump off Wyoming's ballot and Cynthia Lummis off Wyoming's ballot for insurrection has been thrown out by the court. And as soon as I heard that, well, hang on. I'll tell you what I think of. But first, our sponsor for this morning. Today's show is sponsored by Dissolving Underwear. Because who wants to wear wet undies anyway? Yeah, you do have a point anyway, even though that's disgusting. You know, there's people eating breakfast and all that. Anyway. So I, I kept hearing insurrection. You know, Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection. Now, I never watched for most of my life, I never watched the movie The Princess Bride until my friend DJ and Gillette said, you have to watch The Princess Bride. It's like an American classic. And there's a line in there where this guy keeps saying inconceivable. And finally, someone turns to him and says, you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, and so I keep hearing the word insurrection when it comes to Donald Trump. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, it really doesn't. He hasn't even been charged with it yet. So, okay, that was the big news, and your Wyoming Secretary of State will talk to us about it at 7.20 this morning. All right, here's another thing. that Some years ago, Hillary Clinton had classified documents, mostly on a computer, and they were found at her home. Now, it's a criminal offense. You go to jail for that. Anybody else would for a very long time. Remember, Donald Trump's office was raided or his home for having classified documents at home. But the current president, he had classified documents out in his garage, in his car, in his old classic car. But nothing happens to him about that, right? But I remember, let's go back to Hillary Clinton. 
when they were trying to corner her and there were hearings being held and so on because she had all these classified documents on a computer at her house, which she's not allowed to do. At some point, she said, I take full responsibility for it. And I thought, hold on. She just took full responsibility. So arrest her. Well, okay, if you, let's say police officers came to my home, knocked on my door, and they had a warrant for my arrest. They showed it to me when I opened up the door. And I said, you have been accused of murder. We have a warrant for your arrest for murder. Now, if I turn to them and say, well, I take full responsibility. Oh, well, thank you. That's an admission of guilt. They would cuff me and take me away. They wouldn't turn and go, oh, gosh, he took full responsibility. Well, thank you for doing that, Mr. Woods. Uh, We appreciate it. And uh, you have a good day. And walk away. Well, thank gosh, that saved us so much work that he took full responsibility. That's what they did with Hillary. She said, "I I take full responsibility. And that's it. It's over. Because she said that. No, she just admitted guilt. That means you arrest her. Now, I say all that because, all right, Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is says the story is taking full responsibility for his decision in having the Pentagon announce that he had been hospitalized for days following complications on what he described as a minor medical procedure. In other words, they didn't know where this guy was. He was missing. He wasn't showing up for work. Then it turns out he's in the hospital. U.S. officials confirmed ABC News White House did not learn of Austin's hospitalization until three, four days after he was hospitalized on a night of New Year's Eve for complications resulting from what was characterized as a minor elective procedure. I even doubt that now, but I don't know. It's not worth getting into. The surprised disclosure of Austin's hospitalization had raised questions inside and outside the government about why it was disclosed so late, his medical treatment and so on. This is, this is the Secretary of Defense. It's not the kind of position where if you got to disappear for like four days to hang out in the hospital and get some procedure done, that you don't turn over the reins of power and, you know. You know how this is supposed to work. This is a very important position. You don't just disappear for four days in a position like this. That's the controversy there. And now that they finally found out where he was, oh, you've been in a hospital. Thanks for telling us. He said, I also understand the media's concerns about transparency, and I recognize I could have done a better job ensuring the public was uh, appropriately uh, informed. I commit to doing it better. Uh, in, okay, very nice to hear that he realized his mistake and he commits to doing it better and so on. But to me, I'm kind of stuck on the whole thing of I take full responsibility. Because in my mind, the moment somebody says that, then they've just admitted guilt to something. And then are there penalties for that? Let's go back to the Hillary Clinton thing. When it came to the whole document scandal, I take full responsibility. Oh, you just declared your guilt. Let's arrest you. And other people in D.C. have done the same thing over the years where they'll stand up, well, I take full responsibility for that, whatever whatever the issue might be. And because they said that, then everybody just leaves them alone. I don't think it's supposed to work that way. When you take full responsibility for something, that is an admission of guilt, and therefore, because you took full responsibility, 
That means whatever penalties there are, you're going to get because you admitted guilt and you took full responsibility. When it comes to – so this might be a phrase in this case. It's not a word like insurrection. You know, it's not a word, but in this case, it's a phrase. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Or this phrase, and I don't think you mean what you think it means because – and I don't think the press understands what that means. Just because a politician apologizes and takes full responsibility, or an an appointed official in this case, they apologize and take full responsibility. Well, again, that's an admission of guilt. Morning, Jude. Jude and Casper says, turn out Trump's classified documents were declassified January 19th. Uh, Cash Patel can verify that, Second Amendment archives, and... Uh, had the so-called missing binder Trump was to have. Okay, I got to learn more about that, Jude. But here, Judy, with what you will like, Judy from uh, Mills is just joining us. So it was on Friday that Secretary of State Chuck Gray told me that Donald Trump will remain on the Wyoming ballot. A judge threw out, and so will Cynthia Lumbus, our senator, a judge threw out the entire case and explained why. So, in just a few minutes from now, Chuck Ray will join us on the air and we'll go ahead and and talk about that. And I'll go ahead and play that cut once again when it comes to insurrection because I think it really fits. It's keep, it, They continue to use it, but he's never been charged with it, arrested for it, Trump, and has never been uh, found guilty of it in a court of law. So, therefore, they can't do that. But believe it or not, that's not why the judge in Wyoming threw it out. We'll talk about that with Secretary of State Chuck Gray up next. You know how people are using pronouns these days like she, him, her, them, theirs? Uh, I want you to start using adjectives when you address me like spectacular, outstanding, phenomenal, audacious. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so here we go. Once again, you keep hearing it over and over again that Trump is guilty of insurrection. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Because it doesn't. Now, Chuck Gray, our Wyoming Secretary of State, is on the phone with us today. So this was a nice little tidy victory. Morning, Chuck. Glenn, how are you doing? Very good, sir. So, well, uh, first off, you get any snow there in Cheyenne? A little bit. A little bit, okay. A bit this weekend. And we had a big victory here last Friday with our motion to dismiss being granted. It's a big win, and we worked really hard to get there. And I, I think that we're going to win at the Supremes, too. Yeah. Supreme Court also granted cert, so they're going to hear this whole issue so that we can put this to bed. Because these lawsuits are just outrageously wrong that are being brought across the country and we need to nip this in the bud. Okay. Now, I was interested, though, in the Wyoming judge's ruling because it didn't say what I thought that the judge was going to say. In my mind, Trump has not been charged with a crime. He's not been arrested for insurrection and not been found guilty of insurrection. Therefore, no insurrection. But the judge said something slightly different. 
Well, I, I, I agree with you, Glenn. I would have liked a wider ranged ruling, but you know how the judiciary is. They like to narrowly tailor their rulings. Yeah. So the, I, I think ultimately we, we would have won as well on, on the ultimate, ultimate issue at hand. I think we, obviously we should win there. You know, the, where the judiciary is at in, in 2024, you never know. I mean, so many of our institutions are going woke. But, but the fact that it's going to be heard by the Supreme Court, they're going to have to handle the issue at hand. They might issue a narrowly tailored ruling as well, but ultimately I think that, that we will win, even, okay. even if you look at the end of 24, because they're just going to keep doing this. I mean, if, if, if the, and I think the court knows that as well. If they issue a narrowly tailored ruling at the Supreme Court level, then they'll just wait till the end of 24 when Hopefully, you know, we win. Right. See, now that was going to be the next point I was going to make. The way the ruling read here by the judge in the state of Wyoming, it sounds to me like this can be just brought up again later. Well, it was focused on what's called ripeness, where the the issue has not come to a head because uh, because neither candidate has yet been nominated uh, to move forward to the general election ballot. But I, I think that still the fact that we won and and the fact that we won on, on many of the arguments that we made portends very well for the future because right. this is just outrageously wrong. And if, if they decide that this is going to be the new legal standard, then Biden should be off the ballot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, on that because note, though. look at all the things he has done. Now, on, on that note, though, the uh, former lawyer in Laramie also charged uh senator cynthia lummis with the same thing so she's off the hook here at the same time but i was surprised that he tried to tie the two together well this this attorney who filed this outrageous case i mean he's a madman he really if, if you read what he writes is not even making sense barely cogent but and really i think that there should be sanctions issued against him mm. And we're going to look at that. Unfortunately, though, I mean, if, if this if this kind of argumentation was brought by someone who was a conservative, there would be sanctions issued. But but it is the year 2024. But we, we really need to bring all of our institutions back, Glenn. And that's something right. something we're going to continue to work on. But it sounds to me like you're working with other states uh, to go to the Supreme Court. Is that the case? Is Wyoming joining with other states? We're working on an amicus brief. To file at the Supreme Court level, uh, and we're, we're working on that, and, and should have that done here in the next few days. So we are going to be filing an amicus with other states, uh, making the argumentation why the Supreme Court should overturn this outrageous ruling that has been appealed in the in the Colorado level. Right. So that 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 will we will we're working on that. We're going to get that done. Now, we, do we have a rush from the Supreme Court? I know they picked up the case, but some states, like here in Wyoming, it'll be a while before we have our primaries. But other states have it coming up pretty fast. So is the Wyoming or is the U.S. Supreme Court fast tracking this? Well, ultimately, President Trump is going to be on the Colorado primary ballot. That was confirmed last week. But I, I do think the Supreme Court recognizes that this needs to be nipped in the bud. You know how these leftists are, Glenn. Once the, these four outrageous judges in Colorado weighed in with their little left-wing ruling, 
then Maine suddenly did it. So once once one does it, then these leftists just sort of line up and and get in on the party. So I think the the Supreme Court recognizes they need to nip this in the bud. I, I right. hope they do. It may be slightly narrowly tailored, but I, I think ultimately, even if if it needs to come back in in early twenty five, I think we'll win then again. Okay. I mean, it, the argument here is just not tenable. No, it's, well, it's just it, not tenable. It, it really is interesting to me who files this. So who filed it in Colorado is different from who filed it in Wyoming. And in the state of Maine, their secretary of state is the one who filed it. So in every single state, it's somebody different. Well, I think that's part of the confusion. I mean, I feel that a lot of calls because Wyoming is always color. You know, we're always on that graphic as one of the states where there's a pending issue. And in some states where you have a, a secretary of state that is out of control, yeah, they've brought the challenge. But that wasn't the case in Wyoming. In, in, in Wyoming, it was this radical leftist attorney there in Albany County in Laramie who decided to file. So it was one person is what it was. Yeah. But, but they, they're very good, the left, at sort of having their little attorney networks that, that are going to file these things. So even in red states, uh, it's it's been happening, but it hasn't been an official that has been starting it in those states. So in Wyoming, it was just one guy over in Albany County. It wasn't anybody in the government in, or anybody in the Secretary of State's office. It was just right. one individual. So I would bet now that it nice victory here, but you're still going to have to prepare yourself for what might even if you're working you know with the other states on the u.s supreme court level but do you have to prepare yourself here in the state of wyoming in case this pops up again which it might we're we're prepared glenn okay. and and you know we worked heavily with our attorneys on the argumentation and our brief and i do think there's a chance that that this could be appealed that it could come up again and i want everybody listening to know that we are going to fight any efforts to remove President Trump from the ballot. We're going to make sure that President Trump is going to be on the ballot, period, because okay. this is just outrageously wrong, and it, it's really an affront. It's an attack on our republic, right. and it's election interference. Well, it opens it's, up a Pandora's box, because if you can do this to one person, then you can do it to anybody for any reason you come up with. Exactly. All right. And you know you know who those people will be. It'll be conservatives. Right. People exactly. that are representing the people. All right, Chuck. Thanks for coming on this morning. You have a good morning. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Coming up on local news. Local news on your local station, and we got an update on your weather forecast. Some of you did get some snow out there this morning. We're not done yet. Last time I talked to Don Day about the weather, it's not one big snowstorm. It's a lot of little micro storms, and they're going to add up. And that weather's just going to keep on dropping. So 745, I'll talk with Don Day about that. He also said, don't trust your weather app on your phone. There's too much at play here. So your weather app is going to keep changing its predictions. Just hold off on it. He'll explain 745. Wake up, Wyoming. Wednesday. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 
7.36 at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's on your local radio station. You should probably just heard your weather forecast. Conditions now and forecasted up. Okay, well, Don Day on 745, full details about what's coming. As much as we know, we'll explain that to you in just a few minutes from now. Meantime, let's go real quick over to Washington, D.C., Capitol Hill, because I know it might be hard to believe this. Didn't we just recently go through a whole meltdown over perhaps a government shutdown because they were running out of money. Will and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. Here we go again. Billions and billions and billions. Oh, they're not done yet. I mean, that was just kicking the can down the road. So billions and 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 billions. Believe it or not, I looped that so it goes for as long as I want it to go. So, all right, here's the deal. Speaker Johnson announces spending deal to avert shutdown. Again, we just went through this a few months ago. So, House Speaker Mike Johnson Sunday said congressional leaders reached a top-line spending deal to avert a federal government shutdown, yet again, by providing funding through the rest of the fiscal year. The Louisiana Republican leader made the announcement Sunday in a letter to congressional members, top-line deal allocates $1.590 trillion for the rest of the fiscal year 2024, which is not actually that long. That'll go till September. And then we'll do this all over again. Both the House and Senate are set to return, the story says, from the winter break this week. As the first batch of funding is set to expire next week. So we're going to hear this fight again. Same fight you hear every single time they run out of money. I still want to know how is it. I've been asking this question for a very long time and have never gotten a really good answer for this. How is it that your government is able to borrow so much money that they because Biden said, well, I reduced the deficit by a trillion dollars. No, you increased it by 13 or 14 trillion dollars by now. And I blame all of Congress and both parties for the same thing, by the way. How is it that they're out of money again after after they've borrowed so much. With all economic factors indicating the U.S. is heading for a prolonged recession, some experts are suggesting that the government should stop dumping all of our money into an enormous hole. Is it time to close the national money hole? Uh, that kind of talk is, is alarmist and irresponsible. Well, America needs the money hole. Right. Was Driving the- truckloads of money out into the New Mexico desert and dumping it into a massive pit is one of America's greatest traditions. It's frankly, it's a national yes. now, treasure. Look, no yes. reasonable person is advocating that we are going to stop destroying money. But the American people earn that money. They have the right to decide how it should be destroyed. Well, so I you have... are in favor of personal money holes. Yes, people should be able to dump money into a hole in their backyard or flush it down the toilet. Let the free market decide the most efficient way of destroying My money. My father worked two jobs so he'd have money to put in the money hole. Oh. And he never complained. You can't depend on private money holes to destroy that money. Duncan's right. I mean, some of this money could blow away. Yes. Some of it may not be correctly buried. Birds I mean, there's too many variables. 
Now the government pours gasoline into the money hole and lights it on fire to make sure all the money is destroyed. I love the money fire. It's just like they say, you have to throw money in a hole and set it on fire to make money. Okay, but find the cheapest way to destroy that money, like shredding it up and beating it to hole. Tell that to the digger who's worked the graveyard shift for 20 years. Digging the hole is all he knows. The sheer number of shovelers that it takes to maintain that hole. But if we're talking about closing holes, I mean, what about the soldier hole? How about about the energy hole? I mean, I can't believe that closing the money hole is even on the table. Why are you pushing this pro-hole agenda? Is the money hole lobby paying you? I resent that accusation. I do not take money from special interests. And if I did, I would throw it right in the hole because I am a patriot. If you love America, you throw money in its hole. And every single member of Congress, I mean, they all show up. Doesn't matter which party. We're going to cut the national debt. We're going to cut spending in Washington, D.C. What happens to them? So what's the matter, Senator? Flushing all that taxpayer money down the toilet, clogging up the drain again? And how? And nothing works when the money don't flow. And I bet flushing all that Chinese money really clogs the pipes. Oh, with interest. Yeah, Chinese money's the worst. Well, Senator, to keep that money flowing, why not try this new pipe cleaner? It's called Debt Bomb. Debt Bomb? Yes, Debt Bomb, Senator. With all the pressure building up in the pipes from all that money you're flushing down the toilet, well, there's just simply no flow. You need something to clear the clog. But don't worry. The pressure will eventually build up that you can just shove Debt Bomb into the toilet and everything blows sky high. Nothing left. No, Senator, there's nothing. No economy, no country, nothing. Well, you say that like it's a bad thing. Endorsed by governments worldwide, it's inevitable. Debt bomb. Keith and Cheyenne is asking me, do they actually even do a budget anymore? Kind of, sort of. For a while, especially during the Obama years, they quit doing budgets altogether. Now they kind of do, but I mean, it's. I look at it as not a real budget. Let's get Don Day on the line because this weather is just going to keep on changing. Let's wake up. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So, Don, I just found a very accurate weather map. It shows that Topeka, Kansas is under a milk and bread advisory while Wichita is under a liquor store warning. <laughs> yes, yeah, that part of the country is looking at uh, blizzard warnings and winter yeah. storm warnings. So, yeah, you know, if folks were on, on track, you know, perhaps they got cleaned out. Yeah. Now, let's take a look at Wyoming here. A lot of people woke up with some snow and had to rethink their uh, driving technique suddenly early this morning. So it looks like most everybody got a little something. A little bit, but the, the the next few days, this is how it's going to go. There's going to be little patches of snow, pockets of snow, but it's not going to fall evenly. Um, some areas just got a dusting last night. Some folks got up to two to three inches of new snow. And with the systems that are coming this week, that's kind of how it's going to go. Dusting here, an inch or two there, three or four inches in other locations, but not on a widespread basis. But if you're traveling... Certainly, there's going to be enough winter weather to, to occasionally produce some slick roads and highways, and there's going to be a lot of variability depending on where you go, what direction you go. You could go 100 miles in dry roads and all of a sudden hit a patch to where it snowed overnight, and so you need to stay on your toes. Okay. On that note, speaking of staying on your toes, when I was listening on your podcast this morning, so about that weather app, yeah, just don't, you know, it's just going to be changing so much. There's too many variables I really wouldn't use that more than two days out. Yeah, the long-range forecast, especially for the weekend, I mean, because 
depending on what happens, uh, one day your phone app might say a high of 38 for Saturday, and the next one it might say a high of 8 below. Uh, we could see that much variability. Yeah. Uh, but the overall writing, overall overriding message here is that as we've been discussing, it's going to just be getting a lot more wintry. There's a, a very active pattern developing in the Pacific and Canada that's going to feed a front about every other day. Um, and at least here for the start of the week, it's going to be chilly. You know, not nothing too cold, but by the end of the week and the weekend, we're going to see some of that Arctic air start to move in, and that's where it's going to really get cold. Okay, so here's what I'm getting out of this, and I do know it is going to be getting colder and perhaps even a lot colder, and I will get some snow. We just don't know how much, but I will be getting something. Yep, that's a, that's the best we can do right now, and this is a pattern that's going to stay pretty busy well into next week. Um, so we're going to be pretty busy. There's there's going to be quite a bit of winter weather at times and no long stretch of good weather. Um, like we saw between Christmas and New Year's, that period of time where there was just nothing. Yeah. Well, now now we're going to see the weather keeping us pretty busy. Okay. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Don Day with day weather. So, okay, just keep that in mind. This just slowly moves our way. You are going to get something, but here's the icebox for Gambino waiting by. Miss Mary and I were discussing relearning how to drive this morning. Oh, yeah. I did the, the, that first day or two. Yeah. It's a, it's a refresher course for everybody. Yeah. As I was driving in this morning, a very rare thing at the time that I drive in the morning, a light changed on me. I actually oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Normally, yeah. You just, at that time, you just kind of just cruise through those flashing yellows. Yeah. Right? But no, I actually had a light change on me. And as I was approaching it, it suddenly struck me, you need to start doing this a lot sooner than you've been doing it. Yes. Are you going to leave earlier? Well, when you consider when I get here, I don't really need to leave any earlier. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's nobody out there but you. There's nobody out there. I already get here way before I'm supposed to get here anyway. And part of the reason I do that is because I You want to expect, beat the traffic. Well, if there's no traffic at the time of the morning I get here, Frank. There's but, no traffic here anytime. Yeah, at any time. But, no, I, I worry that I have had flat tires on the way to work. Uh, I've had engines die on me. All sorts of things have happened. And then in the wintertime, you know what that's like. So it's oh. just really slick out there. And Mary was pointing out that, yeah, everybody, she even noticed this morning, everybody was taking refresher courses on winter driving. Yeah, and that happens Every single year. Yeah. Some people, you know, adhere to those lessons. Yes, some don't. And some people... What gets me is the people when the interstates are really filled with snow and ice, the guys who drive in the unplowed lanes really fast, those are the ones I've seen it multiple times. They wind up in the ditch further up the road, and someone's got to go pull them out. Now, here's what I told a friend of mine. I might have told you this before. Years ago, a friend of mine moved up from Florida, had never even seen snow. Mm-hmm. So he turns to me and says, how do I drive in this? I don't know. And I said, okay, I want you to a picture you're in a small car and you're towing an oversized, overloaded trailer. That means you've got to start slow or you're just going to spin your tires. And you need to start thinking about stopping way in advance or you're going to jackknife that thing. And when you go to make a turn, you're going to make it slow and wide. So just imagine that oversized, overloaded trailer that you're pulling, and you'll do fine. Just tell them it's like driving a bathtub. Yes. Or another way to do it is everybody out there, you see what they're doing? Okay, don't do that. Yeah. 
yeah, just take it easy. And so anyway, folks, this is going to just stay slick for a while because as Don Day was saying, it's just going to keep just one little storm after the next. And you know, Frank, those little storms are the slickest ones. I know, and, and they catch you by surprise. The NFL yesterday, the season came to an end for the Denver Broncos with a 27-14 road loss to the Las Vegas Raiders to finish 8-9. Denver missed the playoffs now eight years in a row. They have lost to the Raiders eight straight times and 10 of the last 11. How about that? Denver's offense struggled with quarterback protection as Jarrett Siddham was stacked uh, five times and really the Broncos were outplayed all over the field. And what did they do next season with quarterback Russell Wilson? Well, that remains to be seen as well as general manager George Payton. Meanwhile, former UW star and Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen got his team into the playoffs with a 21-14 win over Miami. At one point, the Bills were 6-6 six and six and looked dead in the water, but won the last five in a row. Allen was 30-38 for 359 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Buffalo is the number two seed in the AFC playoffs. They'll take on Pittsburgh on Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson did not make the playoffs, even though they beat Cleveland yesterday 31-14. The Bengals were 9-8 and eight this season, and Wilson had five tackles in yesterday's game versus the Browns. College football season will end tonight in Houston. Michigan will play Washington for the national championship. Both teams are 14-0 on the year, and Michigan beat Alabama in the semifinal round in overtime, and Washington knocked off Texas in another exciting semifinal game. Michigan is four-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys were drilled by New Mexico on the road on Saturday, 77-60. The folks were never in the game and led for a grand total of a minute and a half. UW sloppy with 23 turnovers. They trailed 39-22 at halftime. They did get 18 points from Sam Griffin but he was a woeful one for nine from the three-point line and also picked up a technical foul. Loss drops the Cowboys to eight and seven overall, one and one in Mountain West play, while New Mexico now is one and one in the league play and 13 and two overall. Folks will be at Utah State tomorrow. Wyoming Cowgirls ran right by the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs, 68-51 to get to three and oh in Mountain West play, eight and six overall. Emily Malima led the way with 17 points on seven to 13 from the floor. The Cowgirls has a team shot 61% from the field and they will host San Diego State in Laramie coming up on Wednesday. And that's well, they, they sound like they're getting off to a great yeah, start. Yeah, they're 3-0 three, three and oh in league play. You bet. Okay. Every one of those, it's, these are huge because you want to get the best seed possible in the Mountain West Tournament coming up in March. Okay, so now and it starts now. Starts right now. They how many games they have to go to get? Well, they they got they got a while here. They oh, okay. only play three, and they they got a long way to go. Well, all of January, all of February, you know. So you, you make it sound exhausting, Frank. It, it is to them. It is, it is to them. Anyway. Probably, it probably okay. is to the coaches yeah. and the fans and and, and, <laughs> and the parents and, and, and the parents and, uh, and every. And oh, Frank yeah. Gambino has got to cover it all. Well, not really. You know, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just just watch the world go you by. You just watch the world go by while you're eating stuff out of the uh, green room they put you in there, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, all right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about, we're going to roll into news time after that. And we'll get into some open phones, too. So triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.
8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. And for a lot of people, some light snow. That's the slick stuff, so please be careful out there. No roads closed right now. We're getting into the open phone segment. Your sponsor today? Today's show is sponsored by Dissolving Underwear. Because who wants to wear wet undies anyway? They're sick, but they paid for it. So sorry about that. That kind of ruined your breakfast. I, I really apologize for that. Meantime, yeah, Dan, again, just drive uh, very careful out there this morning because there are a lot of really slick roads out there right about now. And it is on the cool side. We're going to get a lot colder, as Don Day said in his forecast, at 745. Temperatures just keep slowly dropping, which is why I sent a note to Miss Mary just a moment ago. I saw her walking up the hallway, and she's wearing the kinds of blue jeans that have not just rips but, like, a couple of really big rips right up front around the knees and so on. Really big rips. So, Miss Mary, I just want to just up front, I'm just going to tell you. If you're going to wear blue jeans that make you look like you just survived a bear attack on a morning that started off in the single digits and where we are, it only just now reached 10 degrees. I don't want to hear anything about you being cold. Don't even tell me you're cold. There is no sympathy this morning. Until you wear blue jeans that have no holes on a cold morning, then I'll listen to it. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. Uh, by the way, as you're looking at the snow this morning, keep these two things in mind. First off, it was predicted that by 2000, snow would be a thing of the past. It would be such a rare event that you would have to explain it to your kids. Now, it's not just, we're not the only ones getting it. Most of the, not all, but most of the countries getting snow right now. In fact, on the eastern states, they're getting what they call a nor'easter, and it's blizzard conditions for them. So what they need to do is shove their kids out the front door and let them plant face first into all of that snow and explain to their kids what it is that they're looking at because apparently we're not supposed to be getting snow anymore. Also, I was just looking. There's a website I like to go to. There's several websites I go to for weather. There's one if you want to watch something interesting. It's called Windy. Now, mostly what they do is they show you how the wind at different altitudes is moving. It's a visual website, so you can see how the air is moving. And it also provides satellite and radar and things like that. But for the windy side of it, showing how the wind is moving. Now, on the extreme east, southeastern side of Wyoming especially, yeah, they got some wind out there. But most of the rest of the state, the air is not even moving at all. And that's primarily because the temperatures are so low right now. There's not a lot of wind out there. There's really not a single wind turbine blowing in, well, the, the parts of the state that have the most wind turbines, really. So as I always like to remind people on nice cold mornings like this, 
If you're nice and toasty inside, it has nothing to do with wind and solar. That's not what's keeping you warm right now. You can thank cold, yeah, coal and natural gas for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Greta Thunberg entertaining the young youth of America and the world with her latest dance album. Title, of course, How Dare You. So let's take a look at just some of the latest stories that I have lined up for you on this front. One, which is National Geographic putting this out. They've always got to find a new angle on the same old story. So forget your carbon footprint. You got to think about your carbon or climate shadow. Yeah, I don't know what that means either, so I'll read it to you. All right. The uh, National Geographic, the enormity of the global climate crisis. We're not in a climate crisis. It's so vast. Oh, dear Lord. This is how they start. National Geographic used to be one of the greatest magazines in the history of great magazines. There are people who have whole libraries filled with National Geographic. And to this day, I love if I see someone, if I walk into a house or someplace where there's National Geographic and they go way back, I'll sit down and just start reading them. They, were, they used to be great. But this article starts the... Enormity of the global climate crisis is so vast that individual actions may seem meaningless. But critics argue that focusing on your carbon footprint is the best time-consuming and, at worst, meaningless. So instead of the, that, focus on your climate shadow. Yeah, that's a more holistic alternative, they say. It says everywhere you go, it goes to tallying, not just your air conditioning use, but your gas mileage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hang on. I'll get back to that. Rose is in Casper. Hello, Rose. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. Life is grand. What you got? Yeah. I Well, I heard you talking earlier about uh, flushing money down toilets. Can I, can I say turd on the air? Sure. You, I think you just did. You got away with it. Go ahead. Okay, we got we got Reed uh, Rasner running against Barrasso. Yeah, and I went to his uh, coffee with a candidate event Saturday at the Copper Cup Coffee Company yep. at six thirty one South Ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of di- disappointing. Um, he has not uh, attended any city council meetings. Okay, he has not attended county commission or revenue committee meetings. He was at the Public Service Commission meeting for Rocky Mountain Power. But aside from that, you know, we don't seem to know much about this guy. There's no track record. And he started his roundtable discussion discussion saying that uh, he didn't want to discuss state local issues with the people. He's focused on Washington. That's not a good start. No, that's not a good start. So I, I I got a little abrasive with him and started questioning, you know, where do you, where's that logic come into play? Because you don't build a house from the roof down, you build it from the foundation up. And if we can't vet our candidate based on how they, how they perform and what they say when the spotlight's not on them, that's not a good thing. Right. 
in my opinion. Okay, now... Because we've, go we've got representatives, you know, Tony Locke and Bill Alleman, Jeanette Ward and Dave North that get out amongst the people and are fighting on the issues that we find concerning. Yeah. Here's what I do, because, you know, I, I wrote this book called The Uncomplicated Life. I like to simplify whenever possible. So for me, instead of getting in deep into the muck with a political candidate, I always have just one question. If you get this mm -hmm. job, if we give you this gig, what are your plans? What do you want to accomplish? Now, if their plans are a whole list of, well, government needs to, government needs to, government needs to, then I know he wants bigger government and spending more money, and he's done, in my mind. But if he says to me, government's the problem, and my goal is to make government as small as possible, then, okay, I'm going to start listening to what this guy has to say. Did he seem to you to be someone who wanted more of, or did do you think government was the solution or government was the problem? You know, Glenn, I didn't, after I started questioning him and I watched him get shifty and okay. nervous, I felt like I better back off right. so that the other people could have an opportunity to, you know, talk to him himself. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't stick around for that, but okay. starting, starting off right on the, the right, the wrong foot, you know, yeah. with, setting stipulations on what we're going to discuss and the problem is is most people we got we we know that washington's a mess yeah right we can all agree on that mm -hmm. but people people know what's going on locally and they have a better understanding of that if at all right. and when you don't even want to talk about that and you haven't been involved that that just that shut it down right okay. there for me. Well, hopefully at some point, you know, candidates start to call this program and want to get on. So hopefully Reed Rasner wants to come on this program at some point. And I'll see what I can get out of him. I would hope so. All right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate right. it. Right, wake Thank up. you, Lynn. Yep. Woke Radio, W-O-T. Time to get up, everybody, and go to work. <laughs> you know you don't have anywhere to go, so let's play some soft, easy favorites that'll help you sleep in until noon. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 21 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. You can do what Rose just did. She called in. Just change the subject. That's absolutely fine because we've reached the open phone segment. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what she was saying. So she went to a coffee shop. It's a, By the way, it's a new coffee shop. And it's in Casper, Wyoming. And I went there. And it's really good. And they have some unique things on the menu. What was that, Rose? A tin cup, I think it was? Let me just go ahead and double check to make sure. I think it was... Mm, yep. Um, hang on a second over here. It just suddenly, there we go. Tin cup. I want to make sure I got the right type of metal that we have over here. Oh, Copper Cup. Okay, not Tin Cup. Copper Cup Coffee Company in Casper, Wyoming. Well, that's good. A lot of season there. Copper Cup Coffee Company in Casper, Wyoming. So, look them up if you're in Casper. They're really good. I stopped by after I heard they were there and, and checked them out. This is not a personal endorsement thing. I just went in and thought there was a really nice place. And kind of unique, too. And had good coffee. Okay. And real coffee. Because when I said wanted a cup of coffee, they actually just gave me a cup of coffee. And it was good. And if you want all the other mocha loca choca things, they have that, too. And some special food items they'll make for you. So, all right. So, on Saturday, they had sort of a little meeting. And there was some candidates there. And 
other political figures. Her concern was the person that she was talking to who wants to run for Barrasso's seat wasn't really giving her any kind of answers, especially the ones that she wanted. And I had just spent the morning before that talking to some people who were involved in a political action, I'll call it a political action group, about some of what they wanted to get done in the state of Wyoming. And I had the same complaint to them that I did with many of the candidates that I've met. If you want to get your word out, step one, and I don't care if you like this or not, too bad. The world is now communicating by cell phone. Although, very few people actually ever use the phone option. It's social media. And that's where people are. And I meet candidates and other people who want to be involved in politics, different political parties. Do you know Wyoming has a Libertarian Party? They even have a Constitution Party, and they do put up candidates now and then. But for the most part, you never hear from them because they don't know how to get the word out there. They don't know. First and foremost, if you want to run for office, you need if to get good at social media. And for those who say, well, I don't really know all that, well, get over it because that's what you have to do. That's where people are. That's just the way things are done today. So, And if you can't do it, then hire someone who can. One or the other, but you're going to need to be there. Next, make sure your messaging is really good and not just saying to people what they want to hear, but you actually have a message that matters to the state of Wyoming because you're going to be not so much representing your ideas, you're representing the state of Wyoming. And that's where Liz Cheney really blew it. For the longest time, Liz Cheney actually did really well, not just for the Republican Party and conservatism. She's the most conservative member of the House of Representatives. And she fought hard and did a lot of really good things for the country and for the state of Wyoming. Then all of a sudden, she was no longer representing us when she opposed Trump and voted to impeach him and got on that January 6th committee against Trump. All of a sudden, she no longer represents Wyoming. So you need to keep that in mind, that it's not just about what you want as a candidate, what your ideas are, but it's a matter of you are there to represent the people. The people hired you to represent them. So if you have some of your own ideas about how to get things done, that's great. See if you can sell that to people as you go running for office. But also keep in mind, you need to listen to the people because that's who you're working for and you're there to represent them. So it's a little bit of both. Right. Then as you go to run for office, you're going to have to get out there. Especially if you're running for a statewide office, you're going to go through a new set of tires. And I I say that, I mean, exactly literally that. I've talked to several people who've run not just for House and Senate, but for governor. And they've told me that by the time they're done, they needed new tires on their car. And you're just going to have to do that. That's just part of what is right. You're going to have to build. I've met several candidates who I people I really like and would like to be in office. But what they haven't done is build up a nice group around them of not just people who want to see them in office, but people who can help financially support them. Now, the person who makes the most money or who has the most money doesn't necessarily win. I've seen that many times 
in watching people run for office. Most money doesn't win. In fact, at one point, Wyoming had two billionaires running for governor, and they both lost. But it does help to get things done with at least enough money to run a campaign. So you're going to have to get supporters together to help you, volunteers, paid people. You're going to have to get some cash on hand. That's all very important. So the the messaging, the social media, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to get some people together who can help support you. And that's also going to have to come with a good infusion of money. You don't have to be a multimillionaire in Wyoming. You don't need millions to run. Senator Barrasso has, uh, I think the last I heard was like $2 million to run in Wyoming. You don't need $2 million to run in Wyoming. But he is a very well-known name. Whether you like him or not, he is a very well-known name, which is why every time he runs for Senate, he wins in a landslide because everybody knows Senator Barrasso. And so that name recognition is going to be a big part of it. So a lot of you who would want to run for office that are listening to me right now, get started as soon as you can because the biggest hurdle that you have to overcome is name recognition getting that out there. And that's a big part of where social media comes in as well. There's one lady I know that wanted to run for uh, a seat in the Wyoming House of Representatives. And I really liked her and I was hoping she would get the seat, but she was a one-woman show in the last election cycle and was trying to do everything herself. And it just wasn't going to work. It really wasn't. Smalls is in Casper. The Copper Cup has uh, really good waffles, too. Very different. Yeah, now that's, Smalls, that's part of what I was talking about. I went and I got a really good, I wanted to try them out because I hadn't heard of them before. They're new. So I tried a very good cup of dark coffee and it was really good coffee. Just straight black coffee. Then they made a homemade waffle for me and I got the ham and cheese sort of like lunch version of it because it was around lunch. But you can get all sorts of other versions. They make these little waffles right there. And they build these little meals for you out of it. Whether you're looking for yogurt and fruit or a sandwich or whatever. It's really interesting. But anyway, for those who haven't tried it, I'm just saying, not being paid for this, I swung by the Copper Cup in Casper, Wyoming and gave them a try. And I really liked them. I hope they do well. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hi, 36 of time. Wake Up Wyoming. Let's head on over to Nebraska to talk to Reed. Hello, Reed. Morning. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Good to hear, good to hear your voice. Hey, buddy. You know... We used to have an iconic radio talk show host down there in Denver. His name was Mike Rosen. Yeah. God bless him. We miss him. Uh, I go back and forth to Denver quite a bit. The uh, He used to say, you know, he, he wants to vote for the most conservative candidate we've got that's electable. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I understand the... Uh, the, the feelings of most of these Trump people, you know, with the, you know, the injustice that was done, that's being done to that man and his family. Uh, 
you know, it's it, it's hard not to want to get vengeance on those people. I was a big Liz, Liz Cheney fan for years and years and years, and what she did on that J6 committee I thought was just borderline treasonous because yeah. there's so many lies. And, and I understand the American people wanted money to correct that. But I, I'm telling you, buddy, I don't think Mr. Trump is electable, to right. be really honest. Yeah. I, I do not believe the polls. I'm with you on that. Right. They lie, and then they lie about their lies. And and I think, you know, I think we're getting set up mm-hmm. okay. uh, by the globalists. And, I, and I, you know, it galls me to say this, but... You know this this abortion issue, and and I'm a you know I'm a pro-life Republican uh, with a small p. You know it's to me it's it's not it's not insane to say okay, rape and incest you can have it. You know you you, you cannot force that on women. That's you know that's that's where our people have to go. You know, and old Lincoln said, you know, you can tell some of the people some of the truth some of the time, part of the people part of the truth part of the time. But, you know, you're, these people are going to have to find a way to dance around these these really thorny issues. And, and Colorado is the Gordian knot, you know. And this marijuana thing, I'm telling you, the more people we got getting high on, getting high on marijuana and psychedelic drugs in this country, the less conservative well, we're going to become. Yeah. Let's, take, let's take into just one topic, though. I think the, the big one is going to resonate with people in Wyoming because so many people in Wyoming voted heavily for Trump. I do understand the anger that the more Trump, Trump is attacked the more Trump supporters want to go ahead and vote for him. But now, on the other hand, you got to think about what the rest of the country is thinking on this. And my thought has always been kind of what you're saying. I want someone who's going to do what Trump did. But on the other hand, yeah, I, I would prefer not to have the drama that tends to come with Trump. So if I could find that candidate, I would be really well in favor. But so far, the other Republicans in the race just seem to really just stink at running for office. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're not irrational people. And, and, and to, your, to, to, you know, branch into another subject, I agree with you on that. This, uh, you know, the Internet and the, uh, you know, social media stuff. You know, I get 25 emails a day from Donald Trump, 25 yeah. emails a day from from DeSantis, 25 emails a day from Nikki Haley. And I'm telling you, it is irritating itself. I don't have yeah. time for that. No, I just no. don't have time. And, and in, in fact, it, it, that's just irritating. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, it, mainly the way it. people communicate these days is through social media platforms. That's the main way that people, <clears throat> like it or not, that's where people are. And that's where these candidates have to learn to play that game. But the problem is a lot of these social media, the big social media platforms are still controlled by the left. So you got to learn how to play that game. It's an unfortunate reality. Yeah, I, I think uh, I love Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> he just yeah. goes in and turns the tables over. I think he's, he's great. He's good for the party. Okay. But I don't think the country's ready to elect a Hindu. That's... Yeah. All right. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. So triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I interesting to to know since I'm talking to mostly I mean he's over in Nebraska, mostly to Wyoming people, uh about what he was saying about Trump because he started the conversation about electability. And I agree he and I agree on don't trust the polls. Because I know when you see that Trump is so far ahead in the polls 
you get this idea that, wow, we've got this sewn up. And remember, I've pointed to elections in the past where it doesn't mean that you have it sewn up just because someone's doing really well in the polls. That means absolutely nothing. The only poll that counts is on Election Day. That's the only poll that's actually going to count. So until then, I would say ignore the polls. Just forget what they're saying. And you've got to make sure that your candidate is way up front. I mean, on Election Day, don't bother to think about the polls today because they absolutely mean nothing when it comes right down to it. And again, I've given examples in the past of why that's the case, which is also why I would like a candidate. I want him to do everything that Trump did when Trump was in office because Trump did get a lot of love him or hate him. Doesn't matter. He got a lot of good things done. The only thing I didn't like was there's a lot of drama that comes uh, with Trump, whether you like it or not, or think it's justified or not. And all of that, I think, is not going to win votes among who you want to win votes. And that would be the swing voters out there, Uh, the people who, for you hardcore Trump supporters, are really not as hardcore as you are. They may have voted for Trump, but they don't think like you think. And that's the people you want to convince. Those swing voters are the ones that are really going to decide this. So uh, Trump's got to worry about his messaging and the drama, I believe. Other candidates, like DeSantis, I think would be a really good president. But if you take a look at his campaign, he is just really having problems getting any traction out there. And Nikki Haley, who I've I've enjoyed Nikki Haley for years. I've always liked the work that she's done, both as a, as a governor And she was also in the United Nations as your ambassador, and she was really good. So I was hoping something great out of Nikki Haley as she decided she was going to run for president. But again, she just keeps stepping in it. She keeps blowing it. So as far as the Republican candidates that are out there right now trying to run for office, I haven't really found anyone who I look at and go, now that's the one that that boy, that where's our Ronald Reagan type, in other words? And remember, Ronald Reagan was one of those who people didn't think was going to win. I mean, they looked at him and went, an actor? And yet, not only did he win it, but the second time around, I mean, he really, wow, did he. He won every single state except for one. Talk about landslide. And that just completely devastated the Democrats. They had no idea what the hell to do with that. But he was not only good at what he did as president, but here he had this charming personality. He was one of the first that was called the Teflon president because his personality was of such. Then no matter what people said about him that was negative, nothing stuck because he just couldn't get past that charming personality. Now, a lot of that came from, well, he was an actor. He has spent his whole life on stage and on film and in front of audiences in one way or another. So he knew how he was called a great communicator because he really knew how to communicate with the American people. And I think one of the most important things delivered a positive message, not about what government is going to do for you, but about what you can do as an American in America once government is out of your way. Let's wake up, Wyoming. You either buckle down to do your work or you'll end up at McDonald's. We going to McDonald's if I don't do my work? No. Hard work, work. Hard work. 
And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, you've been in Wyoming how long? Thirty-eight. I'm sorry. Maybe thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Maybe thirty-nine years. Th- thirty-eight, okay. thirty-nine, something like that. So we're going to test uh, with a real quick quiz here how Wyoming you are with the Taco Johns quiz. The Taco Johns quiz. <clears throat> yes, I think you can go ahead and do this. Um, Two Taco Bravo. Okay, there you go. You're done. No. Okay. So uh, Taco Johns got started where? Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yes, okay. Now, but be more specific, though. Where in Cheyenne? How did they get started? Oh, I know. I, I've read yes. this. Tiny, tiny place? Mm-hmm. Even before that. Somebody's backyard or something? No, okay. They were actually in a little trailer that they put together just in time for Cheyenne Tier days back in 1968. Oh, they're ready. Okay. One year later, they had that little brick and mortar store, which wasn't much to look at. Okay. Okay. And for those who don't know, West 24th Street in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which is now a parking garage. All right. So, uh, do you know what it was called before it was called Taco John's? Taco Bill's. That would be a good guess, but no, Taco House. Taco House. Yeah. And then one year later, they changed the name to Taco John's. Okay. Okay. The smallest Taco John's I think I've ever seen is in Torrington. Like really? it's like the size of a coffee shop. Oh, really? I would have. To, okay, I have to go to Torrington and see that one day. Yeah, very, very. That small. should be added into my little trivia. I don't expect you to get this one, but we'll go ahead and yeah, do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many locations? Twenty-seven. Three hundred eighty. Well, I mean, how many states? Twenty-seven. Uh, twenty-five. Okay. How many in Wyoming? Twenty-seven. Uh, twenty-four in Wyoming. In 25 state. Okay. But good that you just stuck. You were consistent on that anyway. Oh, I was close three out of four, wasn't uh, I? Okay. Most of the restaurants are in what region of the country? West. Yes. Okay. Mountain regions. Yeah, mountain regions. Okay. Yeah. And their current headquarters is? Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, you, you got that one right. Okay. Also, they invented what phrase? It's like a it's like a weekly holiday. Taco Tuesday. Yes. Which they didn't, had to didn't, give up. Didn't they, didn't they get sued over that or something? Yeah, like that? and that was because Taco Bell said, you really can't do that. That's become such a common phrase. You really can't hang on to that anymore. Yes, you as can. You well, the court said no. Oh. So they gave it up. and But they invented, folks, the weekly holiday known as Taco Tuesday. There you go. I love it. In the National Football League from yesterday, the season finally came to an end for the Denver Broncos, and it was forgettable with a 27-14 road loss to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders on the road to finish the season 8-9. and nine. Hey, Denver's missed the playoffs for eight straight years. They've lost to the Raiders eight straight times in 10 of, ten of the last 11 meetings. Denver's offense struggled with uh, quarterback protection as Jared Stidham was sacked five times. Really, the Broncos were outplayed all over the field. But what did they do with quarterback Russell Wilson next year and maybe the following year as well? What did they do with general manager? to George Payton. There's going to be a lot of changes coming up for the Broncos. Meanwhile, former UW star and Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen got his team into the playoffs. They 21-14 win over Miami. At one point, the Bills were 6-6 six and six and really looked dead in the water, but they won their last five in a row. Allen was 30-38 of 38 for 359 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Buffalo is the number two seed in the AFC playoffs. They'll take on Pittsburgh on Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson did not make the playoffs, even though they beat Cleveland yesterday 31-14. Bengals were 9-8 and eight this season, and Wilson had five tackles in yesterday's game versus the Browns. College football season will end tonight in Houston as Michigan will play Washington. 
Washington for the national championship. Both teams are 14-0 and on the year as Michigan beat Alabama in the semifinal round in overtime. And Washington knocked off Texas in an exciting semifinal round game. Michigan is four and a half point favorites in the game. Men's college basketball over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys were smothered by New Mexico on the road on Saturday, 77-60 in Albuquerque. The folks were really never in the game. I think they left for a grand total of about a minute and a half. UW was sloppy. They had 23 turnovers. They trailed 39-22 at halftime. They did get 18 points from Sam Griffin, but he was a woeful one of nine from the three-point line and also picked up a technical foul. Loss drops the Cowboys to eight and seven overall. One and one in Mountain West play, while New Mexico improves to 13 and two overall, one and one in league play. And the folks will be at Utah State tomorrow on Logan. Wyoming Cowboys ran, uh, Cowgirls, excuse me, ran right by the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs on Saturday afternoon, 68-51 to get to three and zero in Mountain West play, eight and six overall. Emily Malima led the way with 17 points for the Cowgirls. They shot 61 percent from the floor as a team, and they'll host San Diego State on Wednesday at the Double A in Laramie. That's it in sports. Okay, so Josh Allen makes the playoffs, but I don't see him going all the way. With well, this. I don't know. I mean. I mean, they, they, they've they been hot. I mean, the Have team on that side to beat is Baltimore. So okay. you got you got to get by them. You know, um, and the Kansas City probably be formidable if they decide to be formidable. But, you know, they, they, they kind of really showed a lot of resolve. I mean, there were internal issues and everything right. else, and things didn't look they, right there. And all of a sudden they figured out, hey, let's just oh, grind out okay. some wins here, you know. And, okay, so they finally pulled something together. Yes, and they've won that division four years in a row. So, okay. I mean, this is not the, 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 where, they're, where they're at right now is where everyone expected yeah. them to be. They just took the, the long way around. It's not done yet. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Hey, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, got some good news for those just joining the program. Some really good news for you. And for those who missed the important things that happened in the last couple of hours, I'm going to tell you how to go back to them. But first, our sponsor today. Today's show is sponsored by Dissolving Underwear. Because who wants to wear wet undies anyway? Not really, no, especially this time of year. Okay, so again, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And before I get into all of this, remember, with this program, there is a trigger warning for certain listeners. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. 
Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So for those just joining me, one of the first things we talked about first hour of the program this morning is the fact that Donald Trump is going to remain on the Wyoming ballot because the judge thus threw it out. Now, if you missed the interview, Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray, who told me about this on Friday, but we're going with the story today because he told me about it kind of late, you know, so we had to get him on the program today. But on Friday, uh, Chuck Gray told me that, oh, yeah, that case is being thrown out by the judge here in Wyoming. Not just Donald Trump being on the ballot in Wyoming but your Senator Cynthia Lum has been on the ballot. The former lawyer in Laramie filed something to get both of them off, and that's the judge threw it out. Now, I wasn't really in agreement as to why the judge threw it out. The judge said, well, we don't even know who's going to be on the Wyoming primary ballot yet anyway, so this is premature, and threw it out. And I'm thinking, that's not really the reason why. Now, I, I did a write-up with this on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, which you can read all about it. But the real reasons are Trump has not been, and nor Cynthia Lummis, neither of them had been charged with insurrection. Neither of them have been arrested for insurrection. And since neither of those things have happened, then a judge has not found them guilty of insurrection. And for the Democrats out there that are screaming insurrection... You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I don't think it really does either. Anyway, so if you want to hear what was said by your Secretary of State, Chuck Gray, Rose requested, she called earlier this morning, that I let people know how to use the podcast on the app, which is actually really easy to do. So real quick, wake up Wyoming app. You go to your your media device, whatever that is, your cell phone, whatever you're using. Go to your app store. That's simple. And when it comes up asking you what you want an app for, type in Wake Up Wyoming. There it is. Touch download. Boom. Done. Downloading apps is incredibly simple. You just touch on your app store and then type in what you're looking for. Up it comes. You touch it. It downloads. It's done. That's it. When you then touch the app and it opens, when you'll see a toolbar that runs right across the middle of the Wake Up Wyoming app, on the left side you'll see On Demand. On demand means you can listen on demand. Touch on demand. Touch Wake Up Wyoming. Select the episode you want. That's it. You touch on demand, touch Wake Up Wyoming, select the episode. And then you can do things like uh, fast forward, rewind, pause it, share it, whatever you want to do. And all of that is absolutely free to you. So there you go, Rose. That's for those people who want to go back and listen to the interview with Chuck, Chuck Ray. There it is. All right. Now, just for your amusement. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm going to put that amusement aside. Diane is in LaGrange. Morning, Diane. Hi. Uh, I had a couple things to talk to you about. One is the deficit and the amount of money that the government, uh, you know, it's crazy. You just wonder how that could ever end. But yeah. uh, before we can fix that, we are a very spoiled people in this country. And, you know, it would mean sacrifice from all of us. And I blame us baby boomers, which I'm one of the originals, 
uh, we've spent a lot of money on a lot of things in the through the government. You know, Medicare is a big one, and it it would have to take sacrifice from our entire country, and, and that's just politicians just aren't going to let that happen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the answer is. Uh, another thing I want to say to the fella in Nebraska. I used to listen to Mike Rosen too, loved him. Uh, but, and I'm not as smart as all you guys, but I do know this. We need to get some backbone as Republicans in this country. We, uh, Donald Trump has it and he's willing to work for us. He's a gentleman. I don't think he'll go in there and spitefully do anything. He'll try to make things right. Uh, I, I don't agree with so much that these people talk about, oh, I don't like his tweet. Well, you know what? Get some. Anyway, and uh, one more thing. I just, as far as I'm concerned, I've never, my number one issue is agriculture, and I have mm-hmm. never heard another president ever talk about agriculture and support agriculture as much as this president. So that's why. I, he's a businessman, and I like him, and that's why I like him. Oh, you mean Donald Trump? When you I say have it, right? those reasons. I don't care about all the other stuff, and he doesn't seem to either. So, let's get on with it, people. All Thank right. You. Go ahead. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So, and and by the way, you can do what she just did. She just interrupted me and changed the subject, and that's just fine. About which candidate she would prefer um, to pick and, and exactly why. And now, as far as I'm concerned, and, and I've talked to several people off the Wake Up Wyoming app about this this morning about different political candidates, and let me go back to one, if it's still there. Hello, R.H. He's in Wiggins, Colorado. I'll look at your picture in just a moment over here. Uh, do they even have a budget anymore? If I file a lawsuit? Judge. Okay, so one of the people that have sent me a note a little while ago said they just get really irritated when a candidate starts talking about leadership and direction and so on. And my answer to that is about the same as uh, the person who wrote me that note, which is, you know, I'm really not so interested in someone who wants to lead the country a certain direction. Uh, That's not really what I'm looking for in any kind of candidate for any particular office. Some leadership at certain times, especially in times of crisis and so on, absolutely, you know. But for the most part, no. We're supposed to be a nation of free people. In other words, the person who's supposed to be leading you is you, not somebody else. Chris is in Casper responding to Rose. Hello, Chris. Hi, Glenn. Yes, sir. I uh, I don't get to call in very much. I'm usually sniping away from my app uh, on the phone. Okay. But uh, what Rose said, I don't necessarily disagree with it, but... There's another viewpoint to look at, which is mm-hmm. sending all of our candidates up the political hierarchy guarantees candidates who are compliant to the political hierarchy. Yeah. If you do want to send somebody to Washington to disrupt what they're doing, to stop what they're doing, looking for that kind of candidate guarantees you won't find that. Yeah. Okay, if you notice the kinds of candidates that would go to Washington, D.C. and really put up the fight that you and I would like to see also tend to be people who tend, I find, they're just a little nuts. And so yeah. on the one hand, I hear I have a fighter. On the other hand, oh, dear God, would you please quit being such a nutball? You're embarrassing us. I find the two seem to go together, and I hate that. <laughs> 
Yeah, there there are some elements of being nuts that maybe we have to put up with. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what's actually a problem and what's actually uh, I, not. Yeah, I'd rather that's true, yeah. Rather send somebody there who can do the job but is a little goofy yeah. than somebody who can is not goofy at all but can't do the job. Yeah. I would like them to go out there and do the job that I want them to do, and then when they get off the clock at the end of the day, shut up and go home. But they can never yeah. seem to bring themselves to do that, can they? Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, Chris. I appreciate it. All right, so triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. You can change the subject call. I got stuff lined up, but that doesn't matter. Ain't no way you'll ever find me behind the wheel of an electric car. I want that ten miles per gallon. Oil leaking. No muffler having. Screaming V eight driving down the highway. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Nine twenty-two is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. All right, back to what everybody's uh, talking about this morning: the right kind of candidate to have here. When, because this all started when I got a call earlier this morning, and it had to do with, I believe, Rose showing up at um, an event where she got to meet some candidates, some people talking about running for office, and listen to what they had to say, and she was disappointed. So, there's part of the for those who like the idea of term limits. It's hard enough to find good candidates as it is. We start limiting when we finally do get someone good, and then we limit them. And then we have to go through a bunch of horrible candidates again. I like the idea of keeping the good people, and then voting out the bad people. That, my personal preference on that. So that's why I've always been against the term limit idea. But anyway, I do like the idea of limiting government to this. Most government jobs are not full time paid position. Congress, for example, nobody should be paid a full time salary. It should be a position where they meet once a year for a short period of time to get a few things done, then go home. And the bureaucracy needs to be seriously stripped to. This is why, on the one hand, so to give, let's go back to what Chris and Casper were saying. To go back to what we're looking for in Washington, D.C., let's get someone in there who is going to actually fight and reduce the size of the establishment. Now, there are some people who, like, who are like that in Washington, D.C., but it's tough to get anything done. A great example of that, Rand Paul, and before that, his father, Ron Paul. These are people who are limited government libertarian types and really do fight for constitutional issues. But they almost never get anything done. And the reason why is because of the establishment. It's not that they don't work hard or fight, but they're up against the establishment. If we had more people like them. But here's part of the problem. When it comes to the American people, uh, some years ago I was talking to a gentleman who was on the city council in Gillette. And we were talking about that very issue of limiting the size of government. And he said it's part of the problem that he has as a city councilman in Gillette is people come all day long to talk to him because he's on the city council and they would like a little bit of help with something. And that's fine. That's what he's there for. But whenever they go talk to him, we need money for this. We need money for that. We need government to pass a law to force those people to do this or to stop those people from doing that. He never gets anyone walking through the door. Can you spend less money? Can you stop trying to talk other people? 
into doing this or not doing that or forcing them one way or the other? He never gets that. And his answer to me, one of the reasons why it's so hard to get someone good in government that's actually going to reduce the size of government and make it far less powerful than it currently is, is exactly that. Is The majority of the people show up because they want government to spend more money on all of these programs. And you go tell those other people to stop doing this and you force them to do that. Hey, Jude. Hey, um, um, that's subject there, and then I'll talk to you about something else. Right. Um, or, uh, this Rasner that's running for John Barrasso's office. Yeah. Okay, um, Rose went to, I guess it was Saturday, I forgot about it. Yeah. But she went down to, like, the meet and greet that was downtown. Mm-hmm. And basically, I was trying to ask him questions, because you know how she is. She's She's inquisitive. Yeah. And she's highly articulate. And she started asking him questions, and he turned around and pretty much snapped at her that this was just a meet and greet, that he wasn't going to be answering any of her questions and stuff. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty pretty lame for somebody running for Barrasso's office. You'd think he'd have all of his guns loaded. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. I'll see if I can get Rose to call you in and tell you about it. But what I was telling you this morning was, okay, the documents, do you remember the picture that they laid out at Trump's Mar-a-Lago of all these folders yeah. that didn't have documents in them and stuff? Right, yeah. Okay, well, it turns out Judicial Watch did a FOIA request on the National Archives, and they got a hold of a letter where the National Archives had sent all these documents directly to the FBI and that's that's the binder that they're all talking about that Trump supposedly had. He never had it in his possession. Okay, okay? it's it, it's in the FBI's possession. So even this document thing that's going on down in Florida is going to blow up in their face because Cash Patel uh, was on. I think was it Sean Andy or Joe Pags? I think it was Joe Pags, and he said no. De- Trump had declassified everything classified on the 19th of January was the last batch of it. He had done some back in October, but he did it on the 19th, the day before he left office. So this whole thing is going to blow up in their face again. Okay. They're going to just get them off the ballot thing now. Right. You well, know, cause the problem there, here, here, and you know this as well as I do, it doesn't matter if what they're accusing Trump of is true or not. They just need to stain him. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. That's what they do. Yeah, that's Nancy Pelosi said it at the podium one day. She said, "You know, you just got to keep slinging mud and slinging mud until it sticks to them." Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I'll have Rose call you on that. I think she did. I, I had a Rose call earlier today and talk about exactly that that she was at the meeting. Oh, was it my Rose or? No? I believe so. Yeah, you might want to go get oh, a hold of her and find out what the deal is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, all right. Um, yeah, that is something that is typical with uh, Washington, D.C., what Judy's talking about. is it, it really doesn't matter for you Trump supporters out there whether Trump is guilty of this or guilty of that. It's just a matter of slinging enough mud. Whether it's true or not doesn't matter. Do as much damage between now and actual voting time. 
to see if you can stop people from voting for them. It, it really it doesn't matter if it's true or not. We're talking politicians here. So, Coming up on 930, local news coming your way right after a local news update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Another segment of Open Phones. I got something to talk about, but if you want to change the subject, that's fine. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. So on this topic of political candidates and what politicians do once they get in office and so on, one of the disagreements, and I always want to preface this by saying I've known Mark Gordon for a while, and our governor, Mark Gordon, is a decent man, and I don't have any problem with him personally. I've always liked the guy. We have some disagreements. Okay. And he and I have talked about on the air those disagreements, and we do it like adults. I don't know if it annoys him or not, but we have some disagreements. So one of them is he has a recently penned a letter about the all of the above approach when it comes to energy. And my answer is no. What we need is a government get out of energy approach. The government doesn't know what it's doing when it comes to energy. You know, they messed up the schools. They messed up uh, Wyoming medical hospitals and healthcare in general. It's a mess because of government. They messed up the banking system. You know, no matter what they get a hold of to try to fix, they just make more of a mess of it. And they destroy it. College, dear Lord, you poor college students. College students will go ahead and um, sign up for multi, I mean, just a hundred thousand some dollars worth of college. And when they get out of there, they have a degree that's completely useless. Thank you, government. Government doesn't fix things well. And now they want to fix energy with an all of the above approach. No. I want government out of energy so we can fix it. Dallin is in Cheyenne. Hello. Hi, Glenn. I don't know. Uh, I apologize for changing the subject on oh, you. But you're I allowed to do to that. Respond to all the other callers. Yeah, it's open phone, um, so go ahead. Yeah. Um, but speaking on energy, um, I prefer uh, a uh, candidate that's in office that would. Um, look out for America's best interest in that department. Right. Um, and my opinion, I would love to have, uh, I've researched Vivek a lot. I'd love to have Vivek in there if Trump can't win. Um, just because someone from the outside, like Reagan, like you were talking earlier about Reagan, yeah. being from the outside, being an actor, because someone from the outside is not looking out for their friends yeah. in the establishment and trying to uh, protect their pockets. Hmm. Needless to say, so okay, that's my opinion. I, was, I would love to have Vivek in there. So okay, if it's not Trump, there's I think problem with uh, Vivek. There's some other people as well that are trying to run, 
And you don't hear about them often just because they really don't know how to get traction. And running for office is, especially if they're trying to run for a big office first time out, it's so difficult to do. A lot of mistakes are made right up front. I don't think these people really know how to run for office yet, maybe after they've tried a time or two. But right now, most of these people, their names just don't get out there. Nobody knows who you're talking about. Well, yeah, and I understand, like the caller said earlier, that a Christian judeo-christian countries yeah and i find it hard to uh, vote in a hindu but i think we should see past that and see that you know we're he has his values align with ours um and i i think ron desantis ran it he was a great governor handled covid almost perfect to a t and and like like you were saying i relate to like ron is run a governorship so he could run the presidency just as well so just maybe didn't run a very good campaign and Mm. i think his advisors advised him horribly because they should have just had him run after trump ran but needless to say okay all right thanks for calling in appreciate it so yeah it is difficult there are some times that i've watched a candidate pop up that i think oh i would vote for that but that person is going to be great i'd really like to see that person get in there and then they ju- they don't know how to get traction. I know the media is going to tear them apart, but you got to be good at handling that. Yeah, the media is not going to do justice to any candidate, especially if somebody who's ahead. Unless they like that candidate, but they're just not going to do justice to the candidate. You know, they're not. Especially if it's a conservative candidate. And the conservative candidate needs to know how to handle that. That's just part of the game. It's not just. It is not at all just. But it's the way the system runs. It's the way it's played. So you got to have someone who's good at that. So it's difficult to find someone who can give us everything that we want. It really is. But I would still say, though, at this point, I think we are so far out. It is so, even though we're in an election year, it's so early. We are so far out. My advice to everybody out there would be, you know, ignore the polls. If you would, just ignore them. Even if your favorite candidate is way ahead, like Trump, ignore that. That means nothing. If you want your person to win, do what you can to talk them up, but don't be a jerk about it. Don't get into arguments with people because then you turn them off. That's why I said that Ronald Reagan did such a good job at running. Because Ronald Reagan had a positive message for America. If you remember, for those who were around during the 70s, boy, we, oh, man, we were really down on ourselves as a country. And isn't it very interesting that today it's the same thing? There's so many people who talk down this country. Ronald Reagan made us feel good about ourselves again. It was a positive message from what people call the great communicator, charming guy. I would like to see that come up again somewhere, somehow. Instead of all the noise we're putting up with today. What about a talk show host? Talk show host, that's good. (laughs) I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. I don't get that, though. Where do you start? Well, that's where it gets tricky. I just walk into a building and say, I want to be a talk show host. Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs people that are, you know, in broadcasting. (laughs) That's really not fair. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 
9.48, so time for Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, now I'm going to ask you something here, and you need to be kind of uh, easy on me because it's a sports-related question, so I have no idea what I'm talking and about. And neither do I. So okay. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you just kind of make it up as you go? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> contenders in the playoffs, football, mm-hmm. Buccaneers. They're, they 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 won the division again. Okay. They kind of snuck right in there. Well, yeah, like nine eight. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, I mean, they weren't bad. They weren't great, but they're in. So okay. You know, they've actually played better football lately. Yeah. You know, so okay. That, okay. That, that, uh, Steelers. They were not very good in the middle of the season, and then maybe they thought that they needed to boot their coach, and all of a sudden they found some rhythm, uh-huh. and they're in. Okay. Eagles. They have are on. They're on the downside. Oh, really? They play great in the beginning of the year, and someone in the middle of the year, and at the end of the year, they were just awful. Okay. And so we'll we'll see how that. Goes. So they could have done better than eleven six. Yes. Okay. Yes. On that note, Packers. I don't like the Packers. Okay. They beat the Bears yesterday, and uh, and I don't think I don't want them to win anything. So they're going to play Dallas, and I and I okay. hope Dallas throws them right in into. In the, in the ocean or the bay or okay. whatever. But they're uh, playing so Dallas. I hate Packers. Okay. I hate them. Uh, Browns. You know what? They won. They made it to the playoffs when their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was hurt. And they paid him a ton of money. Yeah. Then the next guy they put in there, he got hurt. Then the next guy he put in there, no, the Joe Flacco, he's 38 years old. Yeah. And they're in the playoffs. Okay. Texans. You know what? They started out great and then had a long stretch in the middle of the season. We're like, we don't know. Okay. All of a sudden, they won just enough games and got some help when yeah. Jacksonville lost to, to make the playoffs. Good for them. It's been a while since they they made it that far. Dolphins. They they were look good in the beginning, not so good at the end. Yeah. All of us, you know, like, oh, we're going to pile up touchdowns and yards, and we're the we're the shining example of of offensive football. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't. Hardly score at all. Okay, now the team that has the most wins going into this Lions twelve five. Lion, the Lions have uh, struggled down the stretch, but they won at the end. Okay. Uh, you know what? They haven't made the. They haven't. They have not been very good for years, and all of a sudden they've 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 resurrected themselves. I would say say this: the two the two really, in terms of records, the best team is San Francisco. And then in the national conference and in the American conference, it'll be Baltimore. Okay. So do you even dare try to decide who's going to be in this thing? I, 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 let's, let's put it teams that I, I don't think will be there. Okay. Green Bay won't be there. Right. Tampa won't be there. Right. Houston won't be there. Okay. Somebody, um, maybe Philadelphia probably won't be there either. Okay. Pittsburgh won't be there. But you know what? They're in. I think. Okay. Buff- I think Buffalo has a really good chance. They they, right. re- they really do. But they they gotta play their game, and maybe maybe we'll see a Buffalo Baltimore championship right. or AFC championship. I'd like to see that. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys were drilled by New Mexico on the road in Albuquerque on Saturday, seventy-seven sixty. The folks were never in the game, and they were sloppy in the starts. They had twenty-three turnovers. You're not going to beat many teams doing that. Then also the Pokes trailed 39-22 at halftime. They did get 18 points from Sam Griffin, but he was one of nine from the three-point line and also picked up a technical foul. Loss drops the Cowboys to eight and seven overall, one and 
one in Mountain West play, while New Mexico is one and one in league play and thirteen and two overall. Cowboys will be at Utah State tomorrow. Wyoming Cowboys ran right by Wyoming Cowgirls ran right by the Air Force on Saturday in Colorado Springs, sixty-eight fifty-one. So they're three for three in Mountain West play at eight and six overall. Emily Malima led the way with seventeen points. She was seven of thirteen from the floor. The team as a whole shot sixty-one percent from the field, and the Cowgirls will host San Diego State in Laramie on Wednesday. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos lost their season finale to the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas 27-14, so they finished the year 8-9. Denver has missed the playoffs now eight straight years and have lost to the Raiders eight straight times and 10 of the last 11 meetings, so the Raiders just own them. Denver's offensive um, struggles continued, and with, especially with quarterback protection, as Jarrett Stidham was sacked five times and hit 11 times. Really, the Broncos were just outplayed all over the field, so now they have a lot of offseason questions. What are they going to do with quarterback Russell Wilson, and what are they going to do with general manager George Payton? Stay tuned. Meanwhile, former UW star and Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen got his team into the playoffs with a 21-14 win over Miami. At one point, the Bills were 6-6 six and six and really looked out of it, but they won the last five in a row, and Allen was 30-38 of 38 for 359 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Buffalo is the number two seed in the AFC playoffs and will take on Pittsburgh on Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals with former Wyoming Cowboy and Casper native Logan Wilson did not make the playoffs even though they beat Cleveland yesterday 31-14. The Bengals were 9-8 and eight on the year, and Wilson had five tackles in yesterday's game versus the Browns. Tonight in college football, the season will come to an end. The national championship game in Houston as Michigan will play Washington for the title. Both teams are 14-0 and on the year, and Michigan four-and-a-half-point uh, four favorites in the game. Worst football team of this season? Hmm, the Char- uh, Carolina Panthers. Okay. Matter of fact, they were so bad, and they had a trade with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. The Bears get their draft pick. Oh. And it'll be one. Okay. <laughs> they get the first draft pick because of their ineptitude. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Yeah, roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming.